this is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. So far, we've talked about all kinds of things from dealing with trauma, biohacks, eating disorders, injury recovery, career changes, training and races, and the list goes on. But so today, we are going to have a conversation about what it means to be a real runner. I think this is an interesting topic because when is running more than just a hobby and also who cares if it is just a hobby, if you like it. So I'm going to bring Garrett on the show because if I were Howard Stern, he'd be my Robin. And if I were Batman, he'd also be my Robin. Um, thanks for coming back on the show, Garrett. Thanks for having me, Lucy. I, I love both Robins in that case, so I'm honored. Yeah, well, Robin really does make the Howard Stern show, that's for sure. I, I mean, I grew up watching watching Howard Stern. When I was like 12, I was watching Howard Stern oh, yeah. and totally obsessed. But um, I always thought her contributions like dialed him back down. He, he couldn't pull it off without her. Yeah, they're the perfect combination. But anyway, so I have a question right off the bat. Um, have you heard the term, it's kind of a diss, but hobby jogger? I have heard that, yeah. And oh, it's usually... Man. From the mouths of someone who takes running very seriously. Well, all I can say is that I didn't really know. I didn't know about this term until I was reading this one forum. There's this very famous running forum online. I won't say what it is, but they use this term relentlessly. They're always calling people hobby joggers of like, if you're not fast, if you have an OTQ'd, you're a hobby jogger. And I is kind of it is kind of a funny term, but when you really think about it, I was like, well, what is the difference between a real runner, like a professional runner, and a hobby jogger? Like, what, like, if you're somebody who runs really fast and it's their hobby, are they a hobby jogger? What do you think about the term? Well, first of all, I think it's a ridiculous term because, <laughs> first of all, what better hobby is there than running? I mean, I'm, it sounds a little bit like a pejorative term when it's used, I think. It kind of has a negative connotation. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like as if someone's not fast or they're not competitive. But, I mean, even if you're not fast or competitive, why would you ever want to discourage anyone from running? Right. And what I think is interesting about it is there are like, okay, so from the perspective of somebody who has been very fast at some points, like I don't feel particularly fast right now, but like I have been fast. But in those times, it was just a hobby like I didn't realize uh, that was before I even realized my potential it was when yeah. I was running just by myself so I'm like yeah this was my hobby and I you know I was doing it on the side of my actual career when I was full-time fashion modeling so in a sense I was a hobby jogger but I was just a, f- a fast hobby jogger but yeah I think it is definitely meant to be a diss like people use it as a diss at the same time, I feel like if you own it, like if you're just like, yeah, I'm a hobby jogger, it's kind of cool. Like I kind of like, I want to start, I want to make my hand on my thing on Instagram, my info, say that I'm a hobby jogger. I mean, I probably should because that's, I'm, I'm, I'm an all-star hobby jogger. You actually are because you don't race. That's the next thing I wanted to ask. Okay, so how many times a year should someone race if they're a quote, real runner? And the reason I'm asking this, because I want to hear your answer, is because what something I've learned since I entered the racing world a couple years ago 
is that a lot of people that I look up to, like these elite, like the top-notch athletes that are placing on the podium, especially marathoners, don't seem to race that often. Like a few of the ones yeah. that I'm thinking of, some of my favorite, favorite, favorite runners have only raced like once or twice in the past year, maybe only once, maybe not even once because they've been injured. And that makes me think, well, how many times do you have to race a year to be considered a real runner? Well, to me, I don't know if it has to do with quantity as much as it just has to do with how you attack the race. So Yeah, like if you do one race a year and you win, then... Well, like for instance, like I've done a turkey trot here and there, <laughs> you know, and I did pretty, pretty You've done okay. one turkey trot, right? Yeah, don't, I did one. <laughs> but, okay, so that doesn't make me a competitive runner, but, you know, I'm, and I might do another race. But the the real big difference is that I didn't taper for it. I didn't like lead up to that race with a training regimen. And I, so I think like if you're if you're tapering for races and if you're if you have a specific training regimen to that makes you to get ready for a race to get a certain time that you want to get right off the bat. I don't care how fast you are. That makes you a competitive runner because at the very least you're competing with yourself. Not just me waking up on a Thanksgiving morning saying, like, I think it'll be good to do a 5K. (laughs) That's a little different. Right. And I think, but the funny thing about you specifically, like, who you don't race, like, you don't show up to races, is that the, like, you actually could, like, you, and you could do really well. Like, back when, back when we were first hanging out and you were running nine miles in an hour, easy, like, you were fast, you never had anybody to compare your times to. And so I consider that a real runner if you're if you are like doing it every single day like die hard committed to your running an hour you wouldn't let it, like it had to be exactly an hour that is a real runner to me because you're dedicating yourself even if nobody's seeing it or seeing the race results on NYRR you know yeah, it's like it's your personal the way, how you are attacking it makes makes you adds legitimacy to your running whereas some people are just you know not i i was into it i was really i mean i i i loved it um but i had no interest in racing i still don't have any interest in racing it's just it's the running part that i like and i like competing with myself but you know to go out there in the cold or to brave the elements and and go through all the stuff of registration and all that i like going to the races I'm a fan. I like checking it out. I like cheering for you. But it kind of reminds me of Chevy Chase's character in Caddyshack. Like, I don't know if you remember, but he's he plays golf at night when no one's around. And yeah, I, and, I like that. And, like, you used that analogy for me. You were like, you're kind of like Chevy Chase in Caddyshack because you're doing it on your own. Like, the times I've been kind of out of the racing world. It's like a spiritual thing. Like, I don't even think anyone knew, like, how good he was. He just kind of did it. He did it, it for like, himself. Yeah. I just want to add that um, Run Wild, Fly Free just said, you don't have to race to be a runner, but he didn't feel like a runner until he ran a marathon. And I'm like, yeah, I just read this right now on the live stream. That's cool. And I kind of get that because I know for myself, I've never raced a marathon. I've run the distance before. And, um, but I do know that like that does take, it, it's, that's just such a different animal and it just shows you your, your own dedication. It just serves your own um, reality to yourself. Like you're like, this is who I am. Like a marathon exposes yourself to yourself. So you're like, you become, you're, you just have to understand like how, how, how incredibly dedicated you are to the craft 
And so I can understand why he said that that's like what made him feel like a real runner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also because you're, you put yourself on the spot. Yeah. That's what I love. You're accountable. I mean, you're in it. You can't really, you can drop out, but the idea is like, you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up and it goes on for so long. And that's what I love about races. I mean, I, I raced in high school. I was on the cross country team and all that kind of stuff. So I know very well what it's like to race and to get ready for it. And there's nothing like the feeling of, doing well in a race or just getting through something that you knew was going to be hard because the thing about a race is that you can't change the conditions you can't change the time it's at you you know if you're not feeling well that day you still have to go for it um whereas like if you're just kind of running for yourself you can wake up on a tuesday and say well you know maybe today is not my day i'll take it easy but when it's race day you have no choice yeah there's someone just contributed i recognize this name um i think i'm gonna butcher it when i say it now bk bori run nyc um he said that he's the professional casual runner because he doesn't race he's not fast enough to which i don't believe i think that you're faster than that um but he's not fast enough to race with the elites but he'll run races to challenge himself and try to run faster times. I think that's what we're getting at is like if you're competing with yourself, then you're definitely a real runner. If you're trying to beat yesterday or like a few months ago or a year ago, like that's what makes you a real runner. And I totally agree with that. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I feel like uh, I feel like with running for me, like for so long, my attitude was exactly that. It was just try to beat my own times. And that's what made me fast. And I feel like honestly, I'm my own worst uh, rival, like I'm, like I'm in a battle with myself when I run, and I don't really care what the what the field looks like at a race of like who's going to beat me and who these anonymous people that have nothing to do with me are going to do. I don't know where they're at, but I know how I want to do, and I know what times I want to see coming across the feed as I'm, you know, getting to certain milestones. And you know, I think that that, that makes somebody a real runner is when they have that drive and that edge where they're like, I just have to do better than last time. I can't let myself not be as good. And it doesn't even necessarily mean you're faster than last time, but better, like attacking things differently. And like maybe, you know, you're slower, but you're better on those hills or something like that. Don't you think that the best things come out of hobbies? Like, isn't, didn't, didn't your running kind of happen that way? What with like finding your hobbies? Yeah, like like you were running. Wasn't it a a hurricane or something? And you were like, "I'll run on the treadmill because I can't go outside." And then you started to like it. And then before you knew it, you started to get kind of fast. And then you were like, it just became like a thing you like to do. Uh, kind of like with me playing the guitar. Like for years, right. it was a hobby. But all of a sudden, I found it myself on a your stage. Thing. Yeah, and like, who's to say hobbies? I feel like hobby is this thing that people they're like, no, do what you love for a living or like make your make your day job your passion. And no, I think having hobbies, separate things that you don't do for a living, like something like running, if you don't do it for a living, maybe it helps you appreciate it more because it's there's nothing at stake if you don't do well in it. Because I feel like for me and this is kind of a funny situation is that. Once I said, okay, I'm going to give everything to running. I'm going to write about running for the the online publication that I write for occasionally. It was like just running articles. I'm going to interview only athletes, running, running, running. Everything in my life is focused on running. Then, and like even with my, like having just a fitness modeling agency, not a fashion, like just like like words for running shoots. 
then it starts to get tricky for when you want to dial it back and not talk about running for a second. Like you maybe, you know, maybe sometimes you don't want to post a picture about running or any kind of athletic thing. You just want to be like completely detached from it. And that's why I think sometimes our hobbies can be, you, you might not want to make it your only thing that you're, that you're doing like for a living. But yeah, hobbies are great. There's no pressure, right? It's just like, it's just an enjoyment in life. Yeah. And it, I mean, I feel like there's a fine, like you can make it work like a balance, like find the thing that you love and then use that for helping your day job. Like I feel like I use running to help me with my day-to-day life and job versus having it just be my only form of like income or what I'm doing. I mean, obviously to be a professional runner, like an actual, like if I was going to say, what is the definition of professional runner? It's somebody whose livelihood depends on, um, like their income is solely on running. That seems like it would be really hard I mean, because that's if you insane. get injured, I mean, they're like the, the, the elites that that is their, their life. Think about the roller coaster of if one day you just feel a tweak because you ran, you know, in different shoes or something and like, how much is at stake? Like yeah. your entire salary for that year if you can't race. Like it's just right. insane to think about. And, and but, I, I have a feeling that almost a hundred percent of the runners who use the term hobby jogger don't make money running. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I want to say, um, Ron Wild, fly free. Just said, do you need a Garmin to be a runner? Like the watch that you. Just... <laughs> and the funny thing about that is that I don't. I okay, so I got a Garmin when I first got a coach a couple years ago. Um, he was like, "You should definitely get a Garmin. Like, this is important for like track workouts and stuff." And I see the value in it. It's a, it's like a very, it's like a glorified time, like a watch. You know, it's like so you can just pop it and like see where you are on your stuff on your workouts. But I hate them. I hate them. I hate when they buzz on my wrist and they're telling me where I'm at and I'm like how many miles are left to go. I don't like that. I like to run free with no gear. I don't want to know. I don't want to know my pace during a race even. I just want to see it by effort. Like, how does it feel? Okay, I'm going as hard as I possibly can. I don't want to go, oh my God, I'm going slower than I thought. Or I'm going faster than I thought. I don't want to know. So I'm actually very anti-watch. Does it take you out of it mentally? Is that what happens? Yeah, and it makes me just kind of feel like I have to... I'm either underperforming or overperforming. Or like, it, it gives me a sense of anxiety. So I actually got to a point with track workouts where I... Because I fear the watch so much, I do my track workouts on effort. And like literally I'll go say, okay, I'm going to do 10 by 400 meter runs with, with a 400 meter recovery or something. And I'm not timing my 400 meters. I'm just, I'm just going by effort. Like this feels pretty hard, but I want to save a little in the tank so I can keep getting harder as I go. Like I just do it by effort, which is just the way that I like to train. But, um, Oh yeah. So, uh, professional runners don't have to pay entry fees as someone just contributed to the live stream. And yeah, that's true. That's, that is the perk. Uh, professional runners do not have to pay their entry fees. They get invited to races all the time. They also get invited to cool events and talks and stuff. And I feel like that is a perk. Like you don't have to worry about paying for your way to be a runner. Whereas hobby joggers, uh, have to pay so much money, like their gear, the shoes once every few months, getting new shoes, entering all these races it adds up. Yeah. Taking the plane ticket to the race, like I'm already thinking ahead. I'm running CIM this December, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be so expensive. 
If only I was a professional runner where they could just fly me there. But then again, then there's like the double-edged sword where you're like, but that's very, like that would cause a lot more anxiety about performing. Whereas when I'm paying to get myself to the race, I can be like, you know what? If it doesn't happen to be my day, it doesn't matter. Like it's just, that's, it's out of my own pocket. But yeah, that was a, that was an interesting point. Um, But yeah, so I just feel like there's, there are a lot of different, um, aspects of what makes somebody a real runner but the the thing that really is getting to me lately and if anyone saw my instagram post today i was talking about how recently i've encountered a few instances where someone has said to me i don't look like i have the runner's build like i'm not i like oh you're you're not built like a runner that's the exact quote and I realized this was not meant as a diss. They just said it kind of bluntly, like she just isn't built like a runner. And I was kind of like, really? Well, who is? Who's who's built like a runner? Like anyone who can run is built like a runner because they're running. And so I took this kind of as like a, that's an interesting thing to say, but I run and so therefore I'm built like a runner. What do you think about that? What does a runner look like? Yeah, like no, I have fun? no idea. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is there are... There are a lot of different distances. There are a lot of different runners, a lot of different body types. So I have no idea. Because when you think of, it's like if we really want to get technical about it and you want to like generalize a little bit, like for me, like if you think of a 100 meter dash, like Olympian. Right, like somebody they're sturdy, like Michael they Johnson. To, they right? have to have the like explosive, yeah. fast like, twitch power. They're gonna be. I do not have that. They're gonna be ripped. They're gonna have like a lot of muscle because they have to be so they're explosive. Dense. Yeah, they can go from zero yeah. to a hundred versus a second. marathon runner who's gonna be kind of more gradual. Yeah, slow twitch. Exactly, and they're they're probably gonna be um, like less muscular, but still like super lean because they are running so many miles but it's just those are two different body types but but at the same time they're both runners and there's all types of different things in between so yeah it's like i'm not sure what someone means yeah the body type thing is funny because i also think how there are just so many people who break the rules like i'm talking like fast like elites like if you look at the if you look at a, a wall of elites and you look at like paula radcliffe and then Shalane Flanagan and you see like yeah okay like they've got like a similar height and stature but then you have Alexi Pappas and Allie Kiefer and like they're just different like there's there's they're just different there's not like a one uniform measurement whereas back in my days of being like a fashion model we all were literally 5'10 24 inch waist 34 inch hip same like that's pretty like we were all the same size there was no like i mean that was before everything was like changing but it's like that's it was a very uniform thing within an inch everyone was basically the same whereas like with running you have variation at the starting line and you see i remember at healthy kidney two years ago at the uae healthy kidney 10k all kinds of different frames we had ali Kiefer in that race and there was like this like five foot nine Ethiopian girl who's totally like they were just completely different and they ran similar times and I think like you just there's no they're the same and that's even within the elites it's so diverse so I think even when it's not elite ranging across all the distances there's just so many different types of bodies and like I said it's if you're if you are running you're built to be runner 
And I also kind of did think I, I thought I did look like I was built to be a runner. I was like, I do look, I feel like I like look at, I feel like if I looked at myself and I didn't know who I was, I'd be like, oh, she looks like she runs. Like I, I was like, I kind of do think I look like a So maybe I took a little offense. <laughs> I, like, I, I do feel like I look like a runner. So it was kind of a funny thing to say. I, I think it's more that I'm just kind of like PO'd that I don't seem ripped enough. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just not athletic. I don't look at, I don't look athletic. I need to be more ripped. You're pretty damn. I need athletic. to start getting mass on me. I, I don't think anyone's small. accusing you of not being athletic. I think some people are. <laughs> Whatever. What can I say? I like these. Are, these are my genetics. I'm a freaking Viking. So I'm like, I just, I'm a Viking, and I run fast. That that makes me. That it is what it is. Yeah. But anyway. Well, that's. I mean, listen. Like when people talk about a runner body, that's that's typically the byproduct of training and being um, really dedicated to running. It's not the goal and it's not really the what the defining factor of a runner because like you said there are a lot of different body types so the point is are you fast are you in shape are you meeting your goals you're doing your training and then you know you sometimes from that you know you get ripped but it's not really it's not really the point (laughs) yeah exactly um but so another thought is uh diet what do real real runners eat and I think this is a funny thing to bring up because I am constantly blown away by realizing in all my years <laughs> that it doesn't really matter. I feel like runners are the one – that's one of the sports where you literally – not say you can eat anything and get away with it forever. Like I think it could catch up with you if you have bad habits and then like when you're not running, if you're injured, I think like, yeah, sure, eating fast food every day is not going to serve you. But there are some runners I know who are so fast, extremely fast, who do eat like Wendy's and McDonald's for lunch every day. And I'm like, wow. And they're like, they look like they're eating like the most clean monk diet. And I think like there's something to be said about how just it's that's also one size does not fit all. Like everyone has their own. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just blasting through so much fuel. And they're training. That, yeah, the that, calorie expenditure is so high that it's almost like... like yeah, just sometimes that's just... It's when just, when people are actually being seriously committed. Like, I feel like that doesn't always work with if you're kind of running... Like, no, but if you're doing, like, crazy speed workouts and running hard a lot, the calorie stuff, it's almost like it doesn't matter. Well, some of, that's at least what I've seen, where I'm like, how does this person eat this stuff every day, but they're still so lean and, like can it doesn't affect them but i know that for me personally i think eating a certain way which includes like okay sweet potatoes and like i like my little mushroom my little vegetables that stuff makes me feel excited and happy like i want to go run because i'm not dealing with like gastrointestinal distress i like i want to go run because i feel so good so that's why i eat more on the healthy side but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it matters because I think you've got people in different parts of the world who eat completely different things who are, who are all fast. I mean, there are cultures that are that are fast. I mean, you have like the Kenyans and the Ethiopians, but then you have Great Britain, and like they both produce really fast runners. And I don't think that their diets are. Oh, they're very different. That's same. a really good point because, like, I think people were really into like assessing the diets of the kenyan the e10 the e- kenyan runners who are like eating ugali all day like the like high carbohydrate diet 
But then you look at, which is true, I think, like, obviously, a high-carbohydrate diet serves an endurance athlete. Um, but that it is funny to think, like, how they're, they're not eating Ugali in Great Britain, where Paula Radcliffe comes from. So, yeah, yeah it just kind of debunks that. But that it's just, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact diet. But, but yeah, so I feel like the, the idea of what a real runner is, is something that I have thought about a lot recently because I, I think for a second I was like, well, am I even a real runner? I don't know. But now that I'm, I'm owning this term hobby jogger, I'm a hobby jogger. You're calling yourself a hobby hobby jogger. If you're a hobby jogger, then what am I? I'm like you're, a, I'm like a joke. You're a turkey trotter. <laughs> That's because you've only done turkey trots. He's a turkey trotter at the gym. You should say to people when they like one guy. This is one guy at the gym who came up to Garrett after he'd run nine miles in an hour. I think he ran like nine point four miles in an hour, right? What when Chris came up? To yeah, well, on the treadmill. He ran like nine point four no, miles did, in an hour I, on the I, treadmill. I did. Uh, I did five miles in in thirty minutes. Yeah, which is ten miles an hour for for half an hour. And, uh, so he like, this guy came up to him and was like, this like kind of ripped guy was like, yeah, man, like, wow, that was fast. And like congratulating Garrett, like, whoa, like 10 miles an hour for 30 minutes. That was like, that's a big deal. And I feel like in those instances from now on, you should be like, yeah, I'm a turkey trotter. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. I got the show up to the turkey trots. I have the turkey trot shirt that they gave me so i can i'll wear <laughs> that to the gym tomorrow. all year long yeah rocking the turkey trot shirt well yeah so um i think we've covered uh what makes a real runner i keep saying it in air quotes um and i think that at the end of the day it doesn't matter and it's like it's just your own thing with yourself what running means to you uh it doesn't matter if you're otqing or if you're just you know, running every day like Garrett does on your own without anyone noticing like what your times are or anything. It's just for yourself. But um, that said, thanks so much for joining us on this little ride called the Lucy Beatrix podcast. Um, like, subscribe, and share my show. If you ever share my show on your Instagram feed that you like listen to it, I'll reshare it. I always reshare that. And um, also feel free to DM me or um, comment or, you know, anything. I'm always up for any uh, feedback. And, yeah, until next time, just be fast, just win.